What up, boys and ghouls? Welcome back to r slash no sleep, where I read creepy, scary, and downright messed up stories. Today's episode is the fifth installment of the seven-part series, I Can Tell You What Is Killing the Stars. So sit back, relax, and get ready for your skin to crawl. Hello everyone, Orin again. I've been running from some rather strange looking men and women wearing all black suits. I keep seeing them out of the corner of my eye when I would walk into a store to get food. Strangely enough, they seem to stay just out of sight where I can see them, but as soon as I try and focus on them, they disappear. I don't like being followed. In all my adventures, any time I've ever had something following me, it never came out to be good. While I am safe, I have another place to tell you about. This one was directly after meeting with Alex. After a quick flash of light, I was transported to a new dimension. Oddly enough, while I was traveling, I was able to see the space in between the dimensions. It looked to be a blank, empty page. A white canvas ripe for painting. In the distance, I can see scribbles appearing on the page like words were being written on them. I couldn't make it out, as it was so far, but as soon as I was able to read the first line, I flashed into a new dimension. The songs of birds were filling the air, the gentle breeze of the wind and the trees rustling their leaves dancing to the wind's music. It was the most beautiful place I had ever seen. Serenity was the definition of this place. It was as if this place was the concept of peace. It was just a moment of bliss in my otherwise hopeless future. The smell of sweet flowers and the songs of birds filled the air. I was in a daze of bliss when a woman walked up to me. Naturally, I was very defensive and stood up in shock. Whoa, easy there. I just thought I saw lightning struck my field, but it was just you. Are you okay, stranger? The mysterious woman approached me with a smile and a soft expression. I looked in confusion as she was dressed head to toe in leaves and vines. I, uh, yes, I'm fine. Just where am I? The mysterious woman answered. Um, let's start with names. My name is Tikva. What's yours, stranger? I looked puzzled. It's not every day I see someone of such immaculate beauty and poise. Uh, sorry. My name is Orin. Orin Dayat. She looked at me and smiled before she said, Well, Orin, nice to meet you. Why are you here? Do you need help? I smiled back awkwardly. I never knew someone could pull at my heart with just a smile. I felt like an ice cube and she was the sun warming me and making me melt at the same time. Yes, I need to talk to you and whomever else I can. She waved at me and pointed at what was her home. Well, let's sit down and talk. I'd like to know why you're wearing such a strange get-up. I was a little confused on her dialect and slang, but Suit was able to explain it to me. I, uh, 
built this suit. It's made of very advanced technology. I can't really explain it in detail right now. She scratched her head. Tech what? <laughs> Never mind. Let's get inside and warm up some tea. We can talk then. We looked at each other and she held her hand out. So I grabbed it, assuming that's what she wanted, and we walked hand in hand together. Was this what love felt like? Did I meet someone who I am compatible with? We got to the house, and as I walked in the front of the home, I realized it was all made of wood. It looked like it was one large tree that was shaped into a home. The more I looked, the more I was certain. The wood was all one piece, and there wasn't a single carving mark at all. Down to the table and the chairs. This is... How was this made? She looked at me puzzled again. I learned to love that face. Such innocence and wonder. What do you mean? The world tree provides us a home, silly. You know that. I looked back into her green eyes. They looked like I was staring into a forest during dusk or dawn, as if the light was shining through bright green leaves. What you staring at, Oren? Are you okay? I shook my head to snap out of my trance. I was swooning for this woman. For the first time in my life, I felt hope. I was lost in your eyes, M my apology. I need to speak about an issue, but I need to run some tests. Wait a minute, y your home is a tree? So this, this is one tree? She laughed and blushed. <laughs> well, Oren, you sound new. Somehow you don't know what the world tree is? We're just on a branch really high in the sky. Here, I'll show you. She gestured me to the window. I can feel the gentle breeze. As she pointed out the window, she said, Look, that, that is the world tree. I rubbed my eyes. I had never seen anything as beautiful. A giant tree stretching hundreds of miles up. We were so high that clouds were covering the ground, and the roots looked like small sticks. I see thousands of settlements scattered across the branches. Large cities and homes. There were people walking about in the distance around a town. I closed my jaws, Tikva said. You aren't from around here, huh? Where are you from, Oren? I snapped out of my trance. Yes, that. I come from a very advanced race in a different dimension. I must warn you have a possible threat to the universe. It's called the... She cut me off. The Void, yes. Yeah, that was a threat a long time ago, but it seemed to skip us and gave us the greatest hope and gift. The World Tree. Without it, this planet was barren and we were all struggling to survive. The Void gave us hope and life. I... didn't know what to say. This was the first time I felt true peace. I started to cry uncontrollably. You, 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 you don't understand all the pain I've been through. 
lives I saw, whole dimensions and universes completely wasted, when this was the answer? Thank you. She hugged me as I collapsed. It's okay. You're safe now. Hey, tell you what. Why don't you stay here and help me around the farm? I could use a helping hand. Months passed, and we ended up falling in love. We had a great life, even when I did a scan with suit. It always came back as negative. But things seemed too perfect, as my now fiancé woke up one morning and was sick. She kept vomiting and having massive cramps. We decided to go to a shaman after her week of this. We headed to the main town, which was across three branches. The center of town was immaculate. Oddly enough, this was the first time I had been there. The wood roads were soft and lush, full of life and creativity, down to the very flowers. The memory of this place warms my heart to this day. As we entered the hospital, it seemed like it was empty. Some doctors were there waiting for patients, I assumed. Where is everyone? I whispered to Tick. Well, no one is sick here. The world tree keeps us at perfect health. There is no death or illness, only life and prosperity. Tick said to me in a cheerful tone. Interesting. I'll need to run some tests later, I thought to myself. After a few minutes of waiting, we were seen by a doctor, who ran a few tests, but the manor was entirely holistic in nature. There were no tools, diagrams, or machines. To describe how intriguing this was, the doctor rubbed some powder over his hands, and they started to glow. After he hovered his hands over her body, and they started to glow different colors. Then, he hovered his hands over her body, and they started to glow different colors. He got to her stomach, and it was bright pink. The doctor proceeded to get a bowl and wash his hands off. He came back with the news. Ma'am, you are with child, and it's a girl. It was the happiest moment of our life. We jumped in joy, and something beautiful happened. The room was growing pink flowers that smelt of honeydew. I don't know what it was doing, but it felt like the tree was celebrating with us. Shortly after, we went home and laid down to sleep. That night was... rough. It started in my dream. I was on a boat with my wife and daughter. We were looking out onto the massive expanse of the tree from below by the roots. It was majestic and beautiful. Lights filled the sky as bioluminescent lights filled the branches. It was a sudden shock when the lights started to dim, and the tree looked as if it was wilting rapidly and dying. I can hear the pained screams of the people as the leaves turn black and begin to fall. All those people fell to their own doom. With a sickening splat and a splatter, they slammed into the base of the tree near us. The blood of the people filled the ocean, painting our boat a dark crimson. The smell of iron filled the air along with the sounds of screams. It wasn't until now I noticed a large mouth approaching the tree. 
as it opened, the tree started to splinter and uproot itself. All the lives that were still on the tree were sucked into the massive maw of the creature. A black hole was formed in its mouth, and I can see the tree spaghettifying and bending light as it entered the event horizon. The boat was slowly rising to the creature's maw as my daughter was rocketed. My wife tried to catch her, but she was only able to secure her arm, and the gravitational pull was too great, and her arm was torn from her socket, and her body flew into the beast's mouth. I couldn't breathe or think. I was in a daze, and the pain was too much for me. My wife jumped into my arms, and all I could feel was pain. We held each other one last time and shared a kiss as we flew into the black hole together. Before I could touch the event horizon, time seemed to pause. I heard a voice. This is a warning. Keep moving. I need more stories. I need to feed. I was able to move, and then I saw the same creature from earlier. Pale-skinned, no eyes or nose, with sharp teeth and thin lips. He slowly floated up towards me and smiled. It's time to wake up, Orin. And you, listener, don't forget I can still hear your heartbeat. I can smell your fear. I am coming. Just as quick as the nightmare came on, it faded away. I awoke screaming in terror. I was covered in a sheen of cold sweat. My body felt as if it were being torn apart from the inside out. Tick woke in a worry as my pain was so massive. Tick awoke in a worry. As my pain was so massive, all I could do was rock back and forth. It took hours to subside. Tick asked, What happened? Are you okay? I looked at her, worried. Tick, I need to build you a suit. The, the void is coming back. I need to show you something. Tick waved me to a secret part of the house. I've never been here before, but it seemed to be in the branch itself. Look, love, this is why we don't have to worry about the void. She moved a curtain, hiding a giant mural on the void. The exact creature I saw being slain. The person standing over his body. It was... me. I don't know how, but it, it is. Tick, what, what does this mean? How do I kill this thing? In the background was the world tree. It filled me with hope, and then Tick responded. We must all follow our paths. Yours seem to follow greatness. Defying all odds and possibilities to overcome the void. The ultimate evil. The great dying. Tick smiled at me. This smile was always comforting, filling me with hope. If I'm destined to defeat this thing, how or where do I start? Is there anything on my process of doing so? Tick looked and continued to smile. No, silly. It's just a prophecy told by my people, written by the tree. 
The void has left us alone for a reason. It helped us thrive for a reason, even. With a moment of clarity, I realized this void isn't destroying this place. Because this place was his story. He must be tied to his own narrative. There was no other reason why he would just bring life to a place and then leave while leaving countless other dimensions in complete ruin, all to be swallowed by his massive maw. If I can somehow remove his link from this dimension, I could possibly beat him and end his story. With my new theory, I set in motion a series of tests. Many years passed, and there was nothing conclusive. It wasn't until the last few days I was there did I find something concrete to use. In my testing, I found the world tree itself contained a massive core. The core had the same general wavelength as the one the void emits when he speaks to me. This is it. The link between the two. I found a way to end the void. The only issue is if I do, my daughter Kieran and Tick will either have to come with me or die on the tree. I must destroy this tree. So I sat my wife down. Tick, I found a way to end the void once and for all. Her face lit up with excitement as she contained her screams. Orin, really, what, what is it? She asked excitedly. I looked at her in her beautiful eyes. It's the tree. The soul or the origin of the void is within the tree. If I destroy the origin, I will effectively destroy the void. However, everyone on the tree will die. I can't live without you or Kieran. I need you to come with me to a different place after we destroy the tree. We will be safe. Her smile drained from her face, but she had a look of determination and acceptance. I'll get our daughter, and we'll meet you by the boat. I smiled and gave her a large hug, then pulled a device out of our closet. It was a spatial disruptor designed to take any wavelength and reverse the polarity, effectively destroying anything I set it to. I need to plant this in the tree where the void's soul resides, and once I do, I will get on the boat and we will get a safe distance away from the tree. She nodded her head and stood up. We got to the base of the tree. I gave my daughter a hug and my wife a kiss. Daddy, please be careful. I smiled and waved with an act of confidence. However, I was terrified. I started drilling into the tree and I got a layer into the bark when I noticed. It was hollow. I shined my light in the tree, but the light seemed to be consumed by the ever-expansive darkness in the tree. I had to go by my reading. Luckily, Suit had kept the exact quadrants of the wavelength, so it was rather easy to climb. On my way down the trunk, deep into the roots, I can hear a rhythmic thumping vibrating the tree. I was only but a mile from the spot now. It sounded like a heartbeat. As I descended downward into the dark expanse, I kept hearing its voice. Turn back now, child. You will regret this action. I just yelled into the dark, This ends today, Void. 
I kept descending roughly a hundred feet from the spot. When I'm bombarded with images of horror, people's arm muscles being ripped out tendon by tendon, I was seeing creatures eating someone's teeth like candy, crunching them into a fine powder. I saw a man see his friend being bifurcated in front of him by an ungodly creature. All of these images flooding my mind sent chills down my spine. That's when I saw it. The bleeding, beating heart of the monster. It was so large and every single beat of this thing was so massive it sent shockwaves throughout the tree. I was so close to it I could smell the disgusting stench of rotting corpses emanating from it. I repelled further down where I was hovering just above it when I dropped the signal disruptor onto its fucking heart. The void yelled and cried as I activated the device. I will kill you and your family, Orin. How dare a mere story dare and harm me? Its words shook me to my core as I winched upwards as fast as possible, reaching the exit of the tree. I can still hear it cry and curse at me. I got on the boat and my family and I sped off. Within no time, the tree slowly caught on fire. It was a black flame covering every possible inch of the tree. The cries and screams of the people were horrible. Some jumped off the tree and splattered in the water nearby. The lake below. The lake below becoming thicker as more blood and viscera poured into it. The smell of iron and burning bodies filled the air. The very community my wife helped make was crying out to her as they died. I could see her silently cry and cover her mouth as she tried her best to cope. I held her and my daughter firmly to support them. I've been through this before, but they were pure and innocent. I don't want them to deal or feel the pain I feel daily. After an hour of screams and splashing of dead bodies hitting the water, it went silent. The tree was just a smoldering pile of ashes. The black fire was still slightly burning in the background. Finally, it was over. The light of the sun was rising in behind the trees. Birds were chirping in the air and I felt hope. I beat him, Tick. I won. We and countless others will be safe from here on out. When I looked, Tick smiled a large smile, and it was as if hope was spilling out from her very lips. For the first time in thousands of years, I felt peace. Then time seemed to stop. All sound was deafened, and the birds froze in the air, and the warmth suddenly grew into a deep cold cold so chilling I could feel my very soul being frozen solid. Somehow I was able to move in this frozen time. <laughs> Silly child. You really tried to end me there, didn't you? You found my home and decided to burn it down. You destroyed my heart. I have no need for mortal instruments anymore. All things will become the void. 
except you. I have much larger plans for you. But your family will only hold you back. Don't try to speak. It won't work. Now watch as I consume them too. The void appeared in the sky above, consuming the sun and filling the whole planet with a pitch-black darkness. I grabbed for my family and held on as tight as I could, but it still separated us. Its power was too much for me. The void opened its mouth and I could see each layer of my family's skin being peeled off inch by inch. Then the muscle and the blood flowed. They were being filleted in zero time, and I couldn't even cry as I saw my daughter Kieran die first. She was only six years old. Tick was killed slower, as she was stripped starting from the feet up. Her bones turned to ash, and the void made sure her smile was the last thing I saw before stripping it all from me. My hope was stripped from me. All that I love was destroyed. Again. I, I couldn't even mourn before his suit decided to remove me from the dimension. In a blinding flash of light, once again, I was moved up the stack. And once again, my life was made trivial, being nothing but a story. I ask you, listener, whatever your name is, do you believe in hope? Do you feel like life always finds a way? After that event... For me, hope is dead. I need to rest. My head hurts. I don't want to remember this anymore. I'm sorry. Until next time, Orin Dayat. Holy shit, guys. Imagine finally finding and experiencing pure happiness and peace, only to have it all brutally ripped away from you. I like to think that there still might be hope, but if I experienced all that Oren had, I might have given up too. Thanks for listening, boys and ghouls. I hope you found this story as creepy as I did. Don't forget to subscribe and click that notification button so you get updates for the newest daily creepy story. As always, the author of this story will be credited in the description. Feel free to send them some love over on Reddit, and I'll see you on the other side. Bye!